0: welcome back to another episode of the kit men podcast my name is rohan as always guys before we get into the episode if you're listening on spotify or apple podcast to be sure to leave us a five-star rating if you're enjoying the content it lets us know that you're enjoying the content and it helps us out a lot and if you want to send us a message about your thoughts on the episode or something that you want to say we will respond to you just click the link tree link in our episode description and head over to our TikTok or Instagram, and you can send us a message. Um, So kicking that off, as always, I'm joined by Owen and DeLette. Someone DM'd me, DeLette, with their thoughts on something you had to say last episode. Is it it positive? It is not positive.
1: Yeah, I had a feeling.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if he wants to remain anonymous, so I'll keep him anonymous. But this listener said that he disagreed the person who said that Liverpool 9-0 was not as impressive as it sounds because it's only happened twice in Premier League history, so it's pretty awesome regardless of the opposition.
1: Okay, so we just have a, a butthurt Liverpool fan. He is who, a Newcastle Who's fan. mad that I Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Nice fella, too. Oh, he's so I seen him a couple up. times.
1: Okay, okay. Well, let, let's first get this out the way. The reason why I said it was unimpressive was that I don't think beating, oh my gosh, this was like two weeks ago. Who would they play again? Bournemouth Bournemouth, yeah yeah. I thought it was Southampton but that was the last the last but already I forgot. Know. yeah dude but yeah I just think beating Bournemouth 9-0 isn't like proving them worthy to be back into contention with like Manchester City like yeah it's cool but and like obviously it proves that they're like a good team if they're able to beat anyone I know but like it just doesn't prove that they're back up where they used to be that's all that I was getting at
0: Oh, okay, so you're still impressed by it.
1: Yeah, obviously. 9-0 is very impressive, but it didn't impress me in the way. I, I just don't think there was a way that they could have played Bournemouth that would have showed me, okay, these guys are back up there with Man City, with Chelsea, with the best teams in the world.
2: Yeah, you, yeah, I agree. You're beating like a, a relegation-bound team, 9-0, and it's not proving that you're top of the league again. It's still an impressive win. But...
0: Yeah. Okay, fair. I, I can understand that. I think if he was here, he would say, you know, when Man City plays like a League One or League Two side, they don't batter them 9-0. So that's why I like it's super impressive. But yeah, all right, let's get into the match week because there's a lot to talk about. Liverpool and City drop points. VAR helps out Chelsea against West Ham. And we had the big Arsenal United game. So let's kick off with Liverpool and City dropping points. I don't know if anyone woke up for the Merseyside Derby. Um, because that was at 6:30 for me and Dillette. So and that was at 5 30 a.m. for you. So <laughs> <It was laughs> I didn't wake up win. for it. I doubt y'all woke up for it too.
1: <laughs> Absolutely not. I I read a couple things, saw some highlights, just my general consensus of the game is that Jordan Pickford went crazy. So did Allison.
2: Goalkeeping in general was just top notch. That game,
1: it was. Um, also goes also goes back to what that dude said. Not impressed by Liverpool
0: drawing to Everton.
1: <laughs> just wanted, just wanted to bring him up again. Yeah, that game should never be a draw, especially where Liverpool are right now. What do you think's missing for Liverpool, dude? So much. They just haven't. Money. Not only have they not replaced anybody in that or. Obviously, they re- replaced Mane. Not, but that didn't really. I don't consider Nunes a or D as an apt Mane replacement, and they've also like. There's never upgraded anyone, like throughout this whole Klopp dynasty. Absolutely nobody has been upgraded. It's literally been the exact same players for like six years now, and it's not even a matter a matter of whether they're they're aging or moving past it. It's just the like. There's no new dynamics to the team. It's literally the exact same system, exact same type of players in each position. Like, you got to change something up. Tiago was the only kind of attempt at this, and that honestly worked really well for them, but he hasn't been able to stay fit. So. I don't see why he hasn't looked for more signings like that to change up the dynamics of the team.
0: I would say they have kind of changed the system. Like, it used to be so powerful, their play style. Now it's more technical in their in their build-up play because they can't just give it to their false nine or knock it in behind anymore.
1: I guess I guess more I was getting about was that they didn't change for the better because I oh. don't think they k- kind of can play that technical way
0: through teams. Yeah. I also think with Thiago back, I think they're I think he's like the missing piece. Like it like the team is just screaming out like we need veteran midfielder. That isn't yeah. like Jordan Henderson.
1: Just somebody that can actually control the ball. It's not a big ask, but that's kind of what I was getting at whenever I said they haven't like addressed the the issues in their team and made those upgrades. Like Mane, Firmino, Thiago were the only players last season who you kind of wanted on the ball at like large periods of time and now Firmino's getting up there in age. He's still pretty good, though. And yeah. Mane's gone. Thiago's injured half the time. It's just really dying out for some technical ability.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, City also dropped points against Villa. Delight, I'm sure you have some hating thoughts on that.
1: No, because it looked real similar to Arsenal's game.
0: It did. It did. Oh, and <laughs> Actually, your
1: thoughts? not real similar. That, that's generous. That's generous to Arsenal. That's generous because you guys had, like, 20 chances that could have been goals.
2: It wasn't the city we've seen in the past few games. and the, I don't know. Something was just off this one game, I think. There's a lot of – like, the stats are crazy in city side. I'm looking at right now. It's like possession 73% passes 763 as opposed to Villa's 287. And then you guys had like 13 shots, four on goal. So it's, it's just missed opportunities. That's all I'm getting from that.
0: Yeah. I And, you know, it's something that we see a lot with City. Don't play badly, but they still don't get the result they need. That's reflective of their play. And that kind of ties into Arsenal United, which we'll touch on a little bit later. But Owen's wearing a Chelsea kit right now. So let's talk about the scandal that happened this weekend against West Ham. Owen, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Oh, I think that was a dirty, dirty foul. (laughs) I think it was the right call. (laughs) (laughs) Um... (laughs) Yeah, no, I um, going against my team. I, I think I think we should have drawn that game. Totally, uh, that was that wasn't a that wasn't a foul. Mendy should have tried to if Mendy had tried to catch it, and then that happened, and then it impeded on his play. Then I see that uh, VAR call being the right one, but they, they, he made no attempt. He just parried it out and then got hit, and he wasn't gonna make get up and make another save because it was just right away. And yeah, no, I think VAR once again fails us. But or, helps us, yeah. <laughs> it, it fails the league, it fails the concept. Helps Chelsea.
0: I think yeah. something that I saw that was interesting: not a single Chelsea defender appealed for a foul.
2: Yeah, like they like they didn't think it was a foul. Mendy went on just to sell it, but I doubt that he even
1: thought it was a foul. I'm getting bored of um, referees getting so much like spotlight, dude. It's like. Whenever VAR was first introduced, it was kind of interesting, but now it's just just getting a bit old. Yeah. Like every every week, there's like just like all that you can reflect upon is VAR decisions. Like they almost kind of take the spotlight of the actual games.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's just kind of overpowering.
0: Are Are you, you still pro VAR or are you anti VAR? Do they need to
1: fix it first? Like, like there's some good to it, but I mean, it, it's like at the end of the day it's still just people looking at the fouls like it's not like it's, it's some type of advanced of software yeah it's only just second eyes on it and if it is a second eyes on it why does it take like three minutes every time like it just, it just doesn't it just doesn't it make sense so like it takes so long it takes so long and it's literally just someone re-watching the clip if you can't tell after re-watching the clip three times
0: it's probably not a foul then <laughs> I also think things look worse in slow motion. Totally. Yeah. Because when you're a player there going game speed, when you're Mac, uh, whoever was in on goal, it wasn't Cornet, was it? Whoever's going game speed. Oh, at okay. uh, yeah, I think he finished it off, right? Or he, he tried it, it. Yeah. When you're going game speed like that, that probably like did not hurt Mendy at all. Like he just felt a oh, little bit totally. of contact. But then you watch it in slow motion and it looks like he booted Mendy's shoulder. But this that ties into important. the... Arsenal United game, um, a goal was disallowed for yeah. Arsenal because of a push. A yeah. your thoughts?
1: A lot to say about this game. That call in particular, I'm not mad about it because I think it was a foul, but VAR shouldn't have overturned it because it's used for clear and obvious errors. And they watched it nine times, brought in the referee, Anthony, or not Anthony Taylor, Paul Tierney watched it. Four times in slow-mo, still wasn't really sure of uh, people saying that Paul Tierney still didn't want to overturn the foul. He just felt pressured by the, the on-field decision, which you kind of can't really go against as a referee, because it's like, if they're asking you to review it on the field, then obviously they think it's a foul. But yeah, it just wasn't clear and obvious. That was my main issue with it.
2: I mean, he was just, he was watching it live game. There was like no like hesitation that he didn't call it a foul. Goes on, scores. It's just so hard to see that like happen and then yeah. get your goal taken back just because of something that yeah, – I don't know. Yeah, and then just how many times they rewatched it. Yeah. It's stupid. I think that goal stands. The whole game turns out differently.
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, with Chelsea against Spurs. I mean, the Romero pulling kukureya's hair and then the tackle on Kai Havertz, that was high.
1: Yeah, dude, it's just so random what they choose to take to VAR and what they kind of just let slide. Because obviously, like, you can see, like, that Cucurella hair pull, like, you could see it. Somebody in the VAR room saw it. Like, it wasn't like it was a, like, a, a slick move. Like, it was pretty and threw him to the ground. Cucurella, like, they just shoot my sent to VAR, which makes it even more difficult to use and even harder to, like, defend against, keeping. But, yeah, enough about VAR. That game, though, I think... United really, they really rose to the occasion over Arsenal. And you can kind of see the, the. it's not even a lack of experience now because I honestly consider our squad to be pretty experienced. We just kind of lack ruthlessness because we had plenty of touches in their box, had a lot of good chances, but we weren't killing them. Whereas I genuinely can't think of an attack that they didn't score on. Like there was maybe two counter, or not counterattack two attacks that they had. Where they didn't literally score on
0: us. Yeah. Well, welcome to the to that feeling. Yes, it's so frustrating. It's worse than like getting battered all game, and then yeah, like definitely. finally conceding. It yeah. honestly feels worse than that. But yeah, no. What interested me was Ten Hag could have played Casemiro and gone defensive, but he came out guns firing. He only played one defensive midfielder. And then played Erickson and Fernandez, like, kind of in a pivot, which I thought was pretty interesting.
1: I think he did. I think Casemiro would have started had uh, Thomas Partey been fit. But because Partey wasn't fit, there was just so much space in our midfield to exploit, which is why I think he went with Erickson, Bruno, McTominay, just, like, three players that are going to kind of help you progress the ball. Because Sammy Laconga as good as he is with all his good qualities, like, He's just not as – um, he's not as active, he's not as quick, and he's not as, like, determined to get the ball as you want your defensive midfielder to be, especially with how quickly United were playing on the break against us. He was kind of asleep in the midfield whenever, you know, Erickson and Bruno were just slicing through and he was watching.
0: He also gave the ball away on – I think it was the third goal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but even then we didn't,
1: we didn't switch on quick enough because we could have stopped that counterattack once he lost the ball there.
0: So, do you think if you have Partey, you guys win, or it's not three one?
1: I don't think. Yeah, I don't think it's as simple as we win, but it's definitely way closer because all three of their goals were literally just like very passive midfield. But even the backline was a bit passive, and once again, the real reason we didn't win that game was the the lack of kill, the lack of killer instinct in front of the goal. What so pa- Partey's there. It's definitely much closer. Like we had so many touches in their box. I just mean in that sense, but we never actually got the touches necessary to get off good shots. You know, it was kind of, we made it into their box. We made it out, made it back in, made it out. Nothing super direct. There's good and bads to it because we were very safe with the ball, but you know, we didn't score. That's really what killed us in the end.
0: Speaking of Anthony Owen, what what are your thoughts on his debut?
1: Oh, I think he really proved himself, but he he gets a
2: goal in his debut. He has some assists and, He's playing, playing great out there. I thought he was just really working the front of the field. Um, I, which goal? No, it wasn't a goal. It was the play, which led – it was the like very beginning of the game, led to Ericsson, a little volley just wide. But just to be able to dribble through everybody in the back line, get it out, hit the back heel pass. He's just showing real a class, and I think he's going to really fit into the United system. I think he's a key asset out there.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'd agree. You know, I have I think United still overpaid for him. Plus, it's only been one sure. game. But we know that he works with Ten Hag and that he works in Ten Hag's system. But right. I don't know. Yeah, I, still, actually... I still can't back 100 mil for a 12 goal and assist season in the Dutch league.
2: I think he'll have a good season at Man U. I definitely think 100 mil, way too much. Definitely overpaid for that. But I, I think he adds a little bit of a flash. Um, and some new confidence to the team, which I think will be good.
0: Well, anything else from the game weeks that you guys want to talk about? Ooh, Ivan Tony got a hat trick. Ivan Tony did get a
1: hat trick. Mm-hmm. That's a phenomenal player right there.
0: I think Chelsea. I think
1: yeah, yeah, Chelsea absolutely should be all over him. Okay. If not, like, all the teams in the big six outside of City should yeah. be looking at him. Crazy player right there.
0: Do you think this is – the the month that Brendan Rodgers gets fired they got battered 5-2 by Leicester or uh by Bar- by Brighton I don't know Dude, how long honestly
1: I, don't know. I I think I think it could be but I don't know he's he has a lot of his name holds a lot of weight so I don't know he should he should be out, out on the way out though But uh, what do you think cuz you're not a fan of of sackings midseason or even really in general
0: yeah yeah, I think you have to credit what he's done for the team. And you have to look at their team now. They don't have a relegation team at all. But you have to come up with something. I mean, you have a midfield with Tielemans, who starts for Belgium. James Madison, who's a fringe player for England. And you have Vardy up top, who's, you know, Jamie Vardy. And you will also on the bench, you have Nacho and Pat Daka, You have Harvey Barnes. You have a decent team team you have Johnny Evans but I think they just need one win and they'll kind of get the flow going because I think they're just so disheartened when they play and that goalkeeper also doesn't look like a goalkeeper he looks like a guy you'll find in a bar somewhere yeah he stinks yeah he stinks he stinks and they also have Wilfred and Didi like these are internationally capped players like these players should not be in a relegation dogfight October, if it's still looking bleak, then you let him go. Yeah, that's fair. But at
1: the same time, it's also a matter of, you know, they'd probably rather get it done sooner rather than later
0: for yeah. the sake of their season, you know. Also, I don't know. Now that I think about it, I don't know that you want to do it in October. Because of the World Cup, all the fixtures in December kind of got pushed to October.
1: Yeah, it'd be a weird time to come in. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of in a, they're in a terrible spot where they just have to trust them.
0: Yeah, because... They basically play play a Premier League game, like, every three, four days. They play October 1st, October 8th, October 14th, October 16th, October 18th, October 22nd, and October 29th. So, that's, like, six Premier League games in uh, yeah, six or seven. Nuts.
1: That's what most team schedules are looking like as well, right? Yeah. yeah good luck to these guys.
0: Well... That's all we have for you guys today. Be sure to check us out on TikTok and Instagram and we'll see you guys in the next episode.